Hi, it's Pete Price on Pete Price Extra. I interviewed the fabulous Sir Cliff Richard. He's got a new album out. He's also doing a duet with Scylla on her new album. I asked him, though, what was it like when you saw your home being raided on television? Listen to Cliff. Sir Cliff Richard here on P-Press Extra. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got a new album out. We're excited. It's new material. It's in 14 years. We've been waiting for Rise Up. It's Cliff Richard. Sir <laughs> Cliff Richard. Hello. Whoa. Mr Peter, I'm so happy to hear you. You're so exuberant well, about my I, album as well. I can't believe it. Well, because I got up early so I can do an interview with you. <laughs> Before we talk about the new album, I've got to say one thing. Oh, my word. I have got on replay, because I got an early copy of you singing You're My World on Scylla's new album with the Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, Isn't, my word. I mean, that was a thrill. I got. I, it was such a thrill for me that they asked me to be on it because she could. they could have released the album just by itself. I mean, this was she was a fantastic singer and she had all the four number ones, I think. So when they asked me to do it, I, I could never say no. I said, yes, please, although it was difficult. You know, Scylla had a very high range and for men singing with women, it's often difficult. But I got great help from the people that organ- that uh, actually uh, did the string arrangements, and they they gave me the right notes to do. I, I was able to sing some of the verses, but in the choruses I did the harmony, and uh, I was thrilled. I'm so happy to be on the album. Well, I was delighted to sit in the studio when they were putting it all together, and I cried for two hours. <laughs> I was in a you're, terrible state. You're just a softie. I am indeed, and I'm a softie because you've got a new album out, which I'm really excited about. The fans must be ecstatic. Well, but they seem to have enjoyed uh, Rise Up and Reborn is just out, I think, or been out a week or so. And uh, it's for me, it was a thrill because I didn't think, Peter, you know, you said 14 years ago I did an album full of new songs. To, I thought those days were behind me. I just thought, well, well it, it's never going to happen. But suddenly, Warner Music say, no, we want new songs. And so for me to get a chance to... Put, you know, wrap my tonsils around some of these. This, some of the songs are absolutely fantastic. I've love, I love every track on the album, and it's a, uh, it's a thrill and an honour for me actually because these writers wrote for me. Well, the the quality of your voice has never changed as you've aged. It's still stayed, and that's that's you. Another one, Barry Manlow. The, the voice is there. So, uh, Tom Jones, <laughs> go out and sing. Why not? <laughs> well, mine has stayed the same, but then I've always been bad. <laughs> not in my eyes, not in my eyes. Cliff, yep. nobody in their wildest dreams can ever know what you have been through and what <laughs> you still mentally must go through. You must have been overwhelmed at your support, unquestionable support. Oh, yeah, I was. I mean, the thing is, uh, there was a, a one dark, deep, horrible moment, but it didn't last that long. But it was somebody said to me, what was the worst part? It was the time just the day after the accusation, I read about the accusation, I, I found myself, I couldn't, I, you know, it's the first time, I didn't faint, but I couldn't stand anymore, and I fell to the floor, and I was weeping. And fortunately, I had friends visiting, and one of them came and said, look, get up. You are not guilty of this. You can get through this. Mm. And with their help, with my fans, with my family, I mean, I did. And God did quite a bit for me, too. Because, you know, in the end, even family and friends, once you say goodnight, you close your eyes, you're on your own again. And I, I, But then I never was, really. I could speak to God anytime I wanted. So I had a lot of help to get through. But it was a tough, horrible time. I would not wish it on my worst enemy. Mm. And that's why people like Paul Gambaccini, who went through the same thing, 
uh, and, uh, and I've realized now there's an army of us who have been falsely accused of things, and we will still fight yeah. to change that rule and say anonymity unless and until charged. Well, Magna Carta goes even further, you know. I don't know who changed the rules in Magna Carta. Magna Carta says you are innocent until you are proven guilty in a court of law. They, yeah. And in Germany, they still don't name anybody until they're proven guilty. Yeah. I think that's how it should be everywhere. I've said it on my radio show over and over again. Anonymity, anonymity, until yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, I've always asked you this when I've interviewed you. Your religion is still there. Did you ever question it at all? No, I didn't question it. I've questioned it about other people. Like I remember when Jill Dando was murdered. I questioned God then. I said, how could you let this happen? And then I thought, wait a minute, what am I doing? I have no right to question God. I merely request things of him now. And sometimes it doesn't seem he answers and sometimes it does. But uh, no, I didn't. If I hadn't been for my faith, I'm not quite sure how well I'd have done. Even though I had the support, the solid support of friends, fans and family. All, all the, the three Fs. And uh, so, no, I never question my faith. In fact, if anything, now I've realized how important it has been to have that spiritual aspect to your life. Otherwise, you would be on your own when yeah. you close your eyes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the album is sensational because why? I'll tell you, it's real music, not <laughs> like some of the we get these days. It, the music industry's <laughs> lost its way, surely. Well, it's not it lost its way. It's found another way. And uh, a lot of the music is electronic. Uh, sometimes they don't use real drums or, or, or real bass. They'll use it from a machine or something like that. And, you know, in some of the music I hear, if you're in a club or something or a place where you can dance, I don't mind what the... What the it doesn't matter whether there's a song or not as long as that beat's going. It's like an African feel and you dance to it. But I'm afraid I'm an old-fashioned sort of singer. I like to have a melody and a, and a story to tell and it's it's fun to sing melodically with an aggressive backbeat behind you. And so the album has a mixture of ballads and up-tempo songs. I mean, Rise Up, Reborn, they are really funky, modern-type tracks, but they're all real musicians. Do you know what upsets me too, Cliff, which really bugs me? I've been in the business 50 years, long, long time. I've watched people like you. I've watched our late seller, Bob Monkhouse, Tommy Cooper. When you get these talent shows, for whatever they are, they don't teach them stagecraft. They don't teach them how to entertain. They just say, well, sing a song. I know, but then I guess the, 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 the sort of X Factors or the pop idols and all those kind of shows, I don't know whether they've got the time to teach them how to do it. Although I saw something the other day when this young girl came out. She looked terribly shy. She was all terribly coy. Then she started singing and Boy, did she move. So maybe, you know, they've danced in front of the mirror or something. But in terms of the names you mentioned, and you kindly put me in, a, in that bunch of classic names, we, we kind of learned how to do it early on. Like I was already playing guitars in bars and pubs. Not for that long, really, because I made Move It while I was still 17. Yeah. So, but you, you, then, you, then you went on tour, and I wasn't top of the bill that first tour. So we slowly learned that, look, if you did this, the audience seemed to rise to you. And uh, it takes a while sometimes to achieve what Bob Monkhouse had, for instance, which was total control, professionalism, and a, and a, and a great attitude to his comedy. And, and Scylla. I mean, Scylla seemed to be a natural. 
With the album, is it difficult for you as a, a song master to pick tracks? Because there's so many beautiful songs and you have done and this wealth, this catalogue, which is like a library. Well, I mean, in the end, uh, pop and rock, pop rock, whatever you want to call it, relies on instinct. I mean, fortunately for... Me and the Shadows, the Beatles, and everybody that you know that has had massive success, it's their instinct, our instincts that said, oh, this sounds like a hit. I can't honestly tell you that I knew We Don't Talk Anymore was going to be number one. No. When Bruce Welsh played me the demo with Alan Tarney standing behind him, I listened to it. I said, oh, inside I thought, this has got to be a top 20 hit. You know, you nobody can actually tell you that something's definitely going to be number one and there it was suddenly it was number one so your instinct is I, inst I rely on my instinct and uh, I've talked about this before but you, it takes me only about 30 seconds to tell whether I'm going to like a song if the verse is longer than 30 seconds then I listen in case the, it needs to be saved if I don't really like the verse too much I still play the chorus Sometimes the chorus makes sense, makes sense of the song. And so I choose it that way. But in the end, it's just whatever makes me happy to sing. And, and fortunately, it wasn't just me deciding on what I sang this time. There were always people from Warner Music, my manager, my secretary, myself, and we'd sit around a table and play tracks. And, it, and you know what's the strange thing, Peter, was that most of the time when we, when we decided what we liked, we all like the same ones. So it, in the end, it was a happy choice for me. And I think I've got 12 really, really fabulous songs written by contemporary writers. And But the strange thing, Peter, for me is that the first single, Rise Up, was actually written by the guy that wrote Devil Woman, Terry Britton, wow. along with the help of Graham Lyle, who was with Gallagher and Lyle all those years ago. And I've been saying on stage, ageism should have nothing to do yeah. with music. You could be 19 and write a fabulous song, or you could be 90 and write a fabulous song. It's interesting you say that about ageism. Lots and lots of young people come and see you because they want to see the history behind who you are. Well, I, I, I kind of noticed a difference over the years. I suppose what I've done is I've at least won my way into the hearts of some of the husbands. You know, I, I got a letter once a long time ago now, but this guy wrote and said, oh, my wife drove me crazy. <laughs> She's always mad about you. There's three of us in the wedding and at the marriage. And then, of course, he said, and he said, she dragged me to your concert. And this is what got me, Peter. He said, do you know what? You were quite good. <laughs> and I thought, oh, good, I've got another fan on the, on the burners there. So, you know, I noticed that there are more uh, gentlemen coming in with their girlfriends and with their wives, and I, and I like that. And, yes, on this last tour, I was told that people who were, you know, that work backstage and everything, wandering around, um, was coming back and saying, you know, the age is, the age is quite wide. It seems to be getting wider. Mm -hmm. So maybe there are people that are able to somehow catch hold of people like me. And if they are there, then you've got to, you people, if you're listening of a certain age and you've just discovered me, well, there's still Tom Jones around, you know. There's a whole bunch <laughs> of us and Elton John. There's a whole bunch of us that can still actually do it. So 
give them all a try. And but, also, come, but always come back to me. Yeah, without any shadow of a doubt. And also, it, and I said it before and I'll say it again, stage presence. When somebody passes away, sadly, yes, somebody else can sing the song. Yes, somebody else can tell the gags, but they can't present it. They can't control that audience to take them on that journey, which you do. <laughs> well, you know, I have had 60 years of practice, so I suppose it helps in a way. And I discovered a long, long time ago um, that you need to talk to the audience. And the funny thing is, when they released an album with The Shadows and I that they discovered in the vaults of EMI at Abbey Road, it was recorded live at the ABC in Kingston. And when they said they're going to release, release it, I said, no, please, you have to let me hear it. The shadows need to hear it. We will tell you whether you can release it or not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we listened to it. Hank lives in Australia. I sent it to him immediately. But I listened to it. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, we were quite good. The arrangements were good. We were singing a lot of well-known rock and roll songs. I sang in tune. And you know what got me? We were funny. The Shadows and I were being were funny on stage together. And so from way back, I started to think I must talk. And now, of course, what I like to do is to share what's happened to me sometimes. I, this year, I didn't really mention the bad time. It comes across in, in the song like Rise Up, which I sang, or in the song like Reborn, which I sang. And so, but talking to them is inter- interesting. And I've heard that uh, Ed Sheeran, for instance, talks to his public. And I think that's it. Mike Bublé talks to his public. So I don't know how Ed Sheeran got into that, but apparently he's a very charming performer. Uh, and so, so there are some people that, that, that yeah. know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bublé does cross the line, though. <laughs> I love him, but he does cross the line. I've got to ask you, how's the world of wine? What's happened to Sir Cliff Richard Wines? Well, my partner in the business there in Portugal uh, is of an age, as I am, and he had a very bad health year. He's over it now, but it's I guess it was a sort of... Um, a sort of a nudge to, that he should do something and he and his wife want to retire. Now, I can't run that business. I don't live there. They live in Portugal. And so it's up for sale. Do you want to buy it? Uh, I've, I've got a few, but, <laughs> but not that much yet. No, but there's there's interest in people buying it now. So unfortunately... Uh, I, I will have to give it up. I, I can't. I can't. I can't run it myself. Love the album. I'm absolutely thrilled. Really thrilled that this music and your voice is still there. I want <laughs> to say to you um, that we were all behind you. We have never, ever in Liverpool and all over ever doubted for one moment. Thank you. You are Sir Cliff Richards, and that's all it is to us. Well, I mean, you know, Liverpool, uh, even though I didn't know about Liverpool when I was a kid, but uh, with, with the advent of the Beatles and Scylla and people, and when I did concerts there, I, I do feel that you have a relationship with your audience, and Liverpool was always very kind to me and the Shadows. So why should, we, why should they buy the new album? You don't need the money. Come on, why? Oh, well, the thing is they should buy the album because otherwise our industry is going to die. Not just my album. You know, people don't buy records anymore. So if we can make a couple of good records, not just me but anybody, um, and people can start buying them, you then have money enough to make the next one. (laughs) At the moment what's happened is that people like Ed Sheeran and the others, they don't sell by the billion, uh, but they make their records to promote a tour. And then they go on tour and they make their money that way. We used to make our money making records, yeah. and we went on tour to promote the records. Yeah. I would prefer it that way around, personally. 
And um, so, I, but for me, it's it's no, it's not about money anymore, is it? Because I, I don't need to work. I don't need to make records, but I like making records. And if it pleases people, okay, there'll be a royalty coming in. And we love to hear you. So thank Cliff you. Richard, thank you so much. Peter, thank you.